Blah, y'all already know what it is. Your boy Yako, what it do? The outlet to reality, the oldest podcast in Vegas and Chicago. What up? This is the place where you want to have from your drama or maybe have from your baby mama. <laughs> Just kidding. But, anyways, fans, thank you for staying tuned. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! And today we have a very special guest, guys. He's a good guy. I, I ain't gonna lie. My Jewish brother, Edan. Uh, he is one of the international board president of NCSY. It's a big deal, guys. You're, y'all not ready for this? And uh, he's been in the public school for eight years. So this is my brother. Got a lot of knowledge. I'm going to say one of the smartest people I know. I'm, I'm not lying. We had a few debates, but I love it. <laughs> and I want to share, guys. Um, and, and thank you, brother, for coming in today, man. It's, it's an honor. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, honestly. Of course, of course, man. So I want to share, guys, uh, everybody that I met, uh, my brother right here uh, at a NCSY, uh, like a youth group event on the Monday night for ice cream. And it was so cool that I was able to, you know, meet everybody and give a presentation, a speech about my basically background on, you know, being Jewish, on being bullied in a high school, having to deal with that and finding my my true self, right, and accepting it. Um, and, and it was a great time. Like, I'm not going to lie, it was the coolest ice cream spot ever because everyone got to play soccer. It was just so cool. And, um, yeah, so, brother, what was your first impression when you first met me? Uh, I saw this guy, and I was like, oh, I hope I don't have to beat him up, you know? I was just, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I saw you, so Aviel, who you actually have in the podcast, um, told me that he was going to bring some guy to tell his story. And uh, I think we were going to organize it and it didn't go through. And then, like, you just showed up and, like, we didn't, like, I, he knew I didn't, but, like, you showed up and I'm like, okay, this is cool. I got talking. We got, we found out that we are interested in lots of the same things, like, we, martial arts. I thought it was really cool. So, when I first met you, my first, uh, like, impression was that you're, like, a really cool, chill guy. And then, like, after, you know, you got to share your story with, like, the group and how, like, it was really moving and emotional. It was really cool to, like, see a perspective, like, like, especially, like, it's different, you know? I'm white. I guess, like, you know, you have this whole race thing that I don't ever think about because I try to judge people, like, exclusively on who they are. So it's really fascinating to see, like, like, people judging you differently. And it was awesome to also see, like, a different perspective on how it was to be Jewish than, you know, my own perspective. So it was just really enjoyable and uh, fun to meet you. Cool, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, I, I got to say, man, like, I was a little bit nervous. My heart was beating like, doo, doo, doo. like you know, don't mess up. <laughs> and it was so cool, man, because it was about, I got to say, was it like 60 people that show up? There's a lot of people. We we we, uh, we built, we started when I first started coming at TFY, like two and a half, almost three years ago. Maybe even less than that. We were like five, ten people, and uh, we built it up to yeah, we're about like sixty people consistently. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. And and I gotta say, brother, uh, you know, for those who don't know, my brother right here, we just had a a Shabbat together. He invited me over for Shabbat. I went to this new shul. I was a little nervous, and it was a Sephardic shul. He was like, "Man, you should come here. It's closer to your house." I'm like, for real, there's one by my house. He's like, yeah, yeah, you, you're going to like it. So I go there. I'm a little nervous. And um, like if it was yesterday, 
I didn't know where to go, right? So I'm like trying to look for the book, the Sidor book. And I'm used to the Ashkenaz, like, you know, prayer book to, when I do Shabbat. And so I was going at the wrong section of the book's aisles. And one guy with like a, uh, like a black suit, but it's like, I forgot what it's called. Um, it's a long jacket. It's, uh, uh, I think, a, not a Bekashe. Uh, it's something like that. It's called, it's like, it's close to Bekashe, but it's, uh, he was Chabad, so the Chabad considers like wears a long coat instead of a short coat for Shabbat. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah, our rabbi, I go to the Tzfarty Shul because I'm actually Moroccan. Funnily enough, I'm probably one of the whitest Moroccans out there, but <laughs> but it's whatever. Uh, but I'm Moroccan, and uh, the rabbi of my Tzfarty Shul is Chabad, so it's like this weird mix of things that we got going on. Yeah, it's so What's cool, that? man. It's really cool. I, I thought, like, so when I got in, I got a little nervous. He was like, um he he goes you're, you're at the wrong aisle <laughs> he's like that's for the weekday prayer i said oh snap so i go to the other side and then he's like are you trying to look for a hebrew one or english uh what's your strength i'm like i'm gonna be honest english and spanish is my strength hebrew it's you know it's so so like it's not the greatest but um he goes all right cool cool we got some like on the go far like right i said cool and i found the one i like is the art scroll you know that i'm used to right so i'm like yes i got it so i get there i didn't know he was a rabbi he was asking me a lot of questions really cool guy uh he kept asking me during service hey are you are you okay are you comfortable i said yeah yeah thank you and there was some times like you even noticed that when we were doing the prayer i was like bro where were we at now and, and then you're like yeah the astronauts they don't say this party because he is <laughs> Yeah, it's starting to add some stuff. It's different. It's good though, you know. Yeah, it's good. Even like the the melody, I was like, brother, I, don't, I didn't know that melody. I'm be honest. <laughs> I think that's the most coolest part about like like seeing different parts of uh of, like Judaism. Like the melodies that we have are like hundreds, if not thousands, of years old. So like, even though it's starting, like I like some of the upbeat stuff that we got going on when it comes with starting. I like the more melodic, slow tunes that I got going on when you go to like uh, Ashkenazi shows. Like uh, there's still a lechadodi that I remember from about a year ago. It's still like one of the most beautiful like like prayer that I've been part of. Like the rabbi who was actually one of the um, NCSY rabbis. Like he was leading. It was like, beautiful. It's like I love slow melodic things and like Ashkenazi really do good slow melodic. When it comes to upbeat stuff, it's a lot of ayayas. But like you know, yeah. it's not so great. But like when it comes to slow stuff, like Ashkenazi really have done. I really enjoy. And, it's, and yeah, as you were saying, when it comes to like the differences, like uh, it's hard to tend to add like stuff that like don't. I think they, I, I believe, pretty popular. They're not halakhically required, but they're like a little bit more spiritual type things, you know. But yeah. it's interesting when you were there, like to see, like, uh, like I sometimes like you forget, you know, how how there's like a difference there, that, like there's a connection, even though you're tzvar, like there's a connection, that, like there's you just didn't know. So it was interesting, like to like see that, like you were like, oh. This isn't even in the book. Like Ashkenazi doesn't have like a you know if you're sorry, the art school art school is beautiful, but like it just doesn't have you know that. Yeah, yeah. So it was great, brother. I gotta thank you again, like for for showing me and helping me get back on track when we were davening and praying. It was so cool because I was like, you know, when you're a new guy going to a new shul. You get a little shy. So, I, I, I mean, you were singing like, man, my boy could sing. When he was praying, he could sing. And I was like, man, I wish I had that confidence right now. But I'm, I'm a little shy. You <laughs> see, I'm a little shy. No, I get it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't always like that. Don't worry about it. I remember when I was like, just for a minute, so like my voice was all squeaky. 
and I was like singing and I was like I started like I was quieter because like I sound like a like a rat and everyone's like have these deep like like farty voices you know you know like, <laughs> sing, like and I sing it's beautiful and I'm like I'm like a squeaky like I'm like oh, I could find it's whatever but you know you get shy but but uh, I think you did good you know like it's it's difficult to be in a different like show environment and like especially with one that's like whenever you go to a new show their first thing like they look at you and they're like they like jews don't like to see people that might pretend to be jews or aren't jews like you know so like the first thing when you ever go to a new show their first thing is like saying like are you jewish like they always want to check and make sure it's a yeah. really big part of it so i feel like the reason why the rabbi was asking questions he was like i want to make sure this guy is like legit yeah yeah, yeah. And I've gone the same. I've gone the same thing. Like I've, I went to this was this was I don't know a couple of years ago. I went to the Young Israel, you know, where you met uh, Aviel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went there, and the first time I walked in, like the rabbi didn't know who I was, and he was like, "Yeah, so who who are you? Who's your parents?" He asked me like, "Where are they from? Like, how are they?" He was like, "He's like, oh, cool. So you're asking how the ants party?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "So where from Morocco?" He's like asking all this stuff. Like he really wants to know because like he wants to make sure that like he's not gonna just bring in like some random guy that just like knows the talk. Like he wants to make sure. So like, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a stressful experience. So it's also nice that, you know, I wish I was there a bit earlier. I was a bit late. Saw you were there for a little bit, but I think I told you to come too early. It's whatever. Yeah. But you know what's cool? That rabbi, what's his name? That rabbi in your show? Uh, rabbi Atal. So he was, you know what? It was the first time anyone has not asked me where I was from. He didn't ask that. All he said was, who's your, it looks like you have a friend that goes here. What's his name? I said, oh, my friend is Zidane, you know, Malka. He's like, oh, cool. That's that's amazing. So cool people. He's like, he says all the way in the front. I don't know if you want to wait for him. And then he's like, if you want to start praying, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. He said, I'm so happy you're here. So he was so different than any rabbi. Like he, he usually, like you said, you kind of get questioned the moment you get in your background, where you're from. Are you sure? You know, like, like stuff like that. But he, I felt like he could, he felt, he felt my presence. Like, he's like, this guy looks like a brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, for sure. Have you ever, like, have you ever been to that Chabad show? Have you ever been, like, into, like, part of, like, ever went to the Chabad stuff? Yeah, in Chicago, we have a very big Chabad community. Uh, it's huge. It's huge. It's not as big as New York, but we're, we're a bigger city. Um, and there, it's, it's a very different. One of my good friends, um, he his last name Mal uh, Malkovitz. That's his uh, last name. But he's a big uh, Chabad. All his friends are Chabad. So when I would get invited to Shabbat, you know, it was really cool. Like you know, to see a different way of you know praying. Uh, even when they do the, um, I'm trying to think what prayer is a little different, but even like the food that's kosher, like it has to be Lubavitch approved. Like they're very yeah. strict. No, but I think a big part of the reason why I didn't question the same way is because he's uh, like, uh, I, I remember hearing your, you told me your story like a Shabbat about like when you first went to that, like Ashkenazi show, they're lit vux, which is like, you know, they're a little, they're different than like Hasidus, Hasidim. So it's like, I feel like, especially Chabad Hasidus, which is like really focuses on outreach. I feel like he saw you because he's Chabad, like Chabad Nikim, like don't, they don't like, they're not first questions to dissect you. Like they don't, they're like, their first thing is trying to like, they're a lot more open arm more like, you know, come, we'll figure, we'll figure out the specifics later, but first just come figure, like come be part of us. Like that was a big part. Like I had a friend of mine uh, that also, I, I used to, he used to come to my house for Shabbat. He came actually nine months straight in a row and the rabbi never 
like we he, he almost never asked him ever anything about like what was his background was anything he was just like he was always like really open arm like say you know come come and it was uh like he became really part of the show and then you know he stopped coming but like when we when he did come over he was everyone was always really open uh also also i don't i feel like there's a difference between Spartan and Ashkenazi and Spartan are a lot uh they're a lot more open and like and like friendly and i feel like uh they're a lot more like when it comes they're a lot more how do you say like upbeat sometimes when it comes to davening and stuff like that so i feel like when you in Ashkenazi you tend to be a little bit more like 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 dutiful like it's a difference between like um they're like Ashkenazi are strict and like Spartan are more spiritual and they both have their strengths i feel when it comes to that type of thing Spartan are a lot less likely to like try and dissect who you are at first Sorry, my show is also very Israeli. So, like, it's also that there's a lot of factors that could have been. But it was interesting, though, the rabbi didn't like question you. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. I, I was really happy, man. And and I got to say, man, your family's so nice for, you know, inviting me over. And they were so great hospitality. Everybody was very friendly. I felt good. I got full. I'm not going to lie. I got really full. My shirt got a little tight. You know what I'm saying? My shirt got a little tight. Um, yeah. But brother, I, I gotta ask you, man. So what? You know, going to uh, a public school for so long, what has been the struggles for you uh, with your interaction with you know people that are not Jewish? Right? It's it has it been a struggle with your faith? Um, have you ever felt like kind of a little out of place sometimes? Yeah. So I'm gonna go back a little further, if that's okay with you. That's okay. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, I just so I was born actually in Israel, right? In Jerusalem. And then when I was about, I was three weeks in like three, three years old and two weeks, like literally almost exactly three years old, I moved to the States. And uh, I don't know if you've ever met Israeli kids, but Israeli kids are like a different breed from American kids. Like Israeli kids will all climb up like a 30 foot tree and like the parents won't even question it. Like they're crazy. Israeli kids are psycho. So I was an Israeli kid. And I moved here when I was three and I was psychotic. So, and then I was put in like a Chabad school, like a Jewish school here. And I didn't fit in at all, at all, like, like at all. So it was like a really interesting thing. And then I eventually went to like Adelson, which is where Abiel went. And I went there for a couple of years. And um, being from such a like different culture, because Israeli culture is still very different than American culture. It was really a shock. So I was never, even when I was in briefly for Jewish school, it still wasn't like, like I fit in. I fit in more than, than when I eventually went to public school, but I always did feel a di- with a little bit of a disconnect because I just had a different culture. But then when I moved to public school, it was a lot more of a shock because even though I was young, there's something different between Jews and non-Jews. Like it's difficult to put your like, like tongue, whatever, put your finger on it. I don't know why I said tongue, <laughs> but like, it's difficult to like, like figure out exactly what it is. But for some reason, there is just something different between Jews and non-Jews. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, you can tell, like when you meet a Jew, like you can tell when you're Jewish, you can tell. I think maybe it's something between background. When I went to public school, it was really obvious that like, I had some type of like background knowledge that no one else had. And like I connected with one of my teachers that, that was Jewish. So it was really cool to have that. Uh, but then as I progressed uh, in elementary school, wasn't a big deal. I started going to public school in fourth grade and I didn't really have an issue until about sixth, seventh grade when I became part of uh, middle school. And uh, I started like getting bullied for it. Like 
uh, I started wearing a kippa uh, in seventh grade because before I just, you know, I was starting getting up to the point by bar mitzvah, you know, studying and stuff. You learn halacha, you learn all these things, and you're like, oh, I should be doing these things. Like I started washing my hands in the morning. I started doing things I learned. And one of those things was, you know, you're supposed to wear a kippah. So I started wearing a kippah at school and uh, I got, people started bullying me. I had a note posted on my back uh, that said 666. Uh, there was a burning star of David, killed the Jews. Uh, then like terrible anti-Semitic thing, 6969. Like it was really just like, it was really bad. Uh, luckily the school handled it well and uh, kicked them out. But um, I took off my kippah after that. And for a while, I, I tried my best to not be Jewish, like outside, right? So it became really like when I leave the door of my house, when I left, I had to be a different person. Because I, I knew like in this non-Jewish world, like I was, for some reason, they weren't completely okay with me. So I made an effort to assimilate as much as possible, you know, like all my friends became not Jewish. Like I didn't really have that many Jewish friends beforehand, but especially now, I really put an effort and time to be like as friendly as possible. I talked to them. I even got to a point where I actually uh, wouldn't keep Shabbat to some degree. Like I would actually go on my phone and watch them text, sometimes participate, sometimes not, because I felt so, it was so difficult to not feel normal. I didn't feel normal. Um, and I was bullied ruthlessly even throughout seventh and eighth grade, even though I tried my best to be Jewish, right? Uh, then I went to Israel actually for the summer in between eighth grade and ninth grade. You know, I went to Rambar Mitzvah and there was a bit of Jewish growth. I came back and I still, I, I, try, I kept Shabbat again. But like I had this like weird, you know, still like I tried being like that person that they expected at school, right? And then, uh, you know, COVID happened in 10th grade completely shut down and throughout COVID I grew. And then, uh, this past summer I went on, uh, I actually at 10th grade, I joined NCSY, uh, right before COVID. So that was big. I started getting more Jewish friends and stuff. Uh, NCSY is probably, probably like the most influential thing in my life, uh, for a while now. And then this past summer, I went on the NCSY summer program called NCSY Colo and it blew my mind. So like I thought, so even though I grew up in a religious house, I thought there wasn't anything more to know. You know, I'm like, there's Shabbat, there's a game, there's rules of how to do those things. And that's like it, you know, and that's what it means to be Jewish. But I went on this program and it blew my mind. I found out like Gemara, like I didn't know what that was. I found out Musar, I found all these things and it blew my mind. And I went there thinking, oh, this is just going to be like a more religious, like more like holistically stringent following a big Jewish, you know. You know, that's all I thought it would be. And it blew my mind. I come back from this program and uh, I started wearing a keep on seat out in school. You know, wow. I became a lot more sure in myself. Uh, I eventually progressed in it. And now I'm the international president of NCSY. Rosh Hashem. I don't know how it happened, but, you know, Hashem works in mysterious ways. But, um, but throughout this entire time, a large portion of it was having to figure out how to how to be Jewish, right? And then still function where people don't really want you to be Jewish. So, so like, I think the biggest thing was that like, I looked forward to Shabbat more than anything. And that was a big thing. Shabbat is literally probably, if it wasn't for Shabbat, I don't think I would have kept it enough to go to NCSY and therefore gone to um, 
Israel and had this thing. Like I really looked forward to Shabbat, even though I, I broke it for a period of time. I, my friends that I started really connecting to who were Jewish, I met on Shabbat, right? And that was my time to hang out with them. So a big part of what kept me like connected was Shabbat. And then slowly by slowly, like being part of like the Jewish youth organizations and stuff, it helped me really realize what's important. And especially the bullying really pushed to the point where there was a time where I was trying to become not Jewish, like trying to assimilate as much as possible. And it moved on to the point where I realized that that's impossible, right? You can't be not Jewish. They're always going to be like that. And I, and I really switched and I saw the, and, I, and it was like a time where I didn't really get what was different between Jews and non-Jews. And once I realized that there was a difference there, I was able to be okay with being uncomfortable, right? But being comfortable while being in uncomfortable places. Okay. And that was big. Wow, brother. Yeah, man. I, man, that story is very powerful, fam. You, you definitely grew a lot. I'm happy you were able to share this brother, um, you know, it, it motivates people to to come out of the closet, to not be scared, you know, to, you know, people are not going to accept us a lot in the world. Um, and the, the sad part is when we try to follow Hashem, uh, life does get tougher because we bring this light that we stand out. Like he even says in the Torah, we're, we're, we're like, we're supposed to bring the light to other nations to 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 be you know what i'm saying so you went through you you went through something that makes you the person you are today stronger you know um so i'm i'm really proud of you brother for sharing that and, but let me just uh you know say thank you brother for coming through uh guys this is the outlet to reality the whole podcast in vegas and chicago every tuesday don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! And you know where to find me. I'm on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, TikTok. Uh, don't forget the outlet to reality. My TikTok is at Yakov28. And my Snapchat is take one pass it. And brother, where can my fans find you, man? I actually don't have any more social media because I realize that like I'm not, I find it kind of toxic and I find it uh, better for myself not to have it. So I don't have any social media. I just have my number. And uh, if they feel like any type of support that they want to show, uh, they can go to westcoastnc.org, you know, and and donate there because I, like, I'm international president of NCSY, but like, like it's not just because of that position. I wouldn't be where I am today with my Judaism and my beliefs and my sureness of myself going forward if it wasn't for NCSY. So and or if they want to like reach me or support me, the best way to do it is help them see as well.